it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I am just fine because I am here with you. Oh, not mad that the long weekend is over? I mean, I'm mad at that, too. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, but, you know, people in other countries around the world didn't necessarily have long weekends. That's true. That's true. I mean, there are are other things to worry about in this world. Okay, it made me feel terrible. (laughs) Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and long holiday weekends Mm. on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition... You can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be talking about news of Miley Cyrus's new music project, very cryptic, and a new single from Katy Perry. Plus, we'll be discussing Adam Levine's surprise departure as a coach on The Voice and how his role in the show has impacted the chart fortunes and overall success of his band Maroon 5. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. Okay, let's launch into some of the biggest headlines over on Billboard.com. First up, Miley Cyrus has revealed the cover art for her soon-to-be-released music project Project. called She Is Coming. Is it an album? We don't know. Okay. The singer took to social media on Memorial Day to share the black-and-white cover, which features Cyrus hovering over the camera wearing a Never Mind the Bollocks t-shirt, a little Sex Pistols reference there, along with a parental advisory warning. <sighs> she captioned the post, She is coming, 531, pre-save now, or live with regret for the rest of your existence. So <laughs> when you when you go to the pre-save link, what does mm-hmm. it take you to? Does it take you oh, to... I don't know the answer to that question. Well, um, I don't, you know, I'm not a pre-saver. This yeah, but not it's, a thing so I that, do. So that means she has something live <laughs> on streaming sites. Yeah, yes. 
And I guess it will be a... Well, why don't I just click on it? Okay. Well, she teased the project um, during her set at BBC Radio 1's Big Weekend, um, which I think was just this past weekend. Did you Um, listen to any of that? um, I listened to a little bit of the interview, and I saw a little bit of the performance of one of the songs, which was Catitude, which I thought was... Which is a a great name. Which was interesting. So Catitude, (laughs) um, and then there's a couple other tracks that are rumored. Uh, One is called Mother's Daughter. One is called Dream. Um, I'm just reading the stuff that Katie prepared while she's searching for this pre-save, <laughs> this magical pre-save link. Well, it's funny. I'm I'm clicking on follow on Spotify, but of course I'm logged in as Billboard on Spotify currently, so that's not <laughs> helpful. I'm not going to click on that. Nope. We're we're just going to let that go. Okay. Well, it's definitely it's it's a collection of songs. Mm, don't call it an <laughs> album. Uh, she's going to do something different. Maybe it's an EP. Maybe it's a building album like the Chainsmokers do. Maybe it's just a collection of tracks. We're not going to call it an album because that's what 2019 is all about. It's true. But what we can tell you is that Cyrus's last album, what she called an album, was Younger Now, <laughs> which was released in 2017. I kind of feel like this this project, this thing <laughs> project. It's kind of, let's call it calling a music video a visual. <laughs> um, it's a damn music video. <laughs> then again, we could all be wildly surprised. Whatever this thing is that materializes on Friday might really be something that is not walking and talking like an album. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, some of her teasers have kind of uh, suggested that it's about maybe some of the women's rights issues going on right now as well. So maybe it's like a project that she needed to rush out because of all these, you know, abortion bans going on around the country. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it's like maybe some sort of benefit project or something. Oh, could be. I don't know. Stay tuned. No, no. In other new music news, uh, fresh off her second season as a judge on American Idol, Katy Perry is gearing up to get back to her pop star business. The singer surprised fans on Tuesday morning with the announcement of what appears to be a new single called Never Really Over. What appears to be a new single. I mean, she didn't use the word song. She didn't use the word single, but it seems to be a standalone song of some nature. It is a track. Let's not call it a single because if it does terribly on the charts, no one will ever want to call it a single. So it's called Never Really Over, and it's uh, set to come out on Friday. The tease came alongside an image of Perry in a bright orange dress, blonde hair swirling around her head in the wind. Uh, Perry recently joined Daddy Yankee for a colorful colorful performance of their Concalma remix at last week's Idol finale. If you haven't heard that yet, it is a very fun little party song. Uh, Her most recent album, June 2017's Witness, Featured the singles Chain to the Rhythm, Bon Appetit, and Swish Swish, and it is time for new Katy Perry music. So here we are. Less than two years later. Yeah. Yeah, but she's had other music since then. She had the Zed collaboration that came yes. out in, like, what, January? Yes. And that is hasn't really done great shakes. Yeah. Um, she has this Con Calmer remix. Con Calmer was already, like, a big hit without her. Yes, in so, the Latin music world, yeah, especially. So, so yeah, it also samples or interpolates... Snow. Um, Snow's Informer. It's truly international. We have Puerto Rican Daddy Yankee. We have Santa Barbara, California's Katy Perry. And we have Canada's Snow. Yeah, Canada <laughs> Canada interpolating reggae snow uh, through a 2019 song. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Miss Perry. Indeed. Uh, she's at an interesting time in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be interested to see, you know, who is behind the, the new song, Never Really Over. Who are the producers and songwriters Ooh. behind it? We need some credits. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I, by the time you hear this, all might be revealed. 
So, you know, stay tuned to Billboard.com. Man, we're, we're so, like, teasy and mysterious it's, today. It's, it's like we're on the payroll <laughs> of, like, Katy Perry and exactly. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> we're just as in the dark as you are. Okay, so moving on to some more concrete news. Uh, after 16 seasons on the show, Maroon 5 frontman Adam Levine will not return as one of the coaches on NBC's The Voice when the series comes back for its 17th season this fall. How many seasons do they do a year? Like, seven? They, I think they've done... To a, to I a think, year. Well, have they have they ever done three? I want to say at least one year they did three. Well, it started in 2011. So just assume it's like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Eight times two, 16. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably yeah. two a year. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Carson Daly announced the news on the Today Show on Friday morning. Carson Daly, of course, the host of The Voice and also a Today Show personality. Um, he also revealed that Gwen Stefani will be replacing Adam as a coach on the panel in the fall. Hmm. So Levine was one of the original coaches on the singing competition when it launched back in 2011. Um, Adam shared a heartfelt message about his exit via Instagram not long after the Today Show announcement, writing about eight years ago, voice executive producer Mark Burnett convinced us to sign up for this show where you sit in a big red chair with your back turned away from the singers on the stage. First... Thank you must go to Mark. We had no idea what we were doing or where it was going. After the first day of shooting, I sat there stunned. I said to myself, there's some magic here. Something is definitely happening. It went on to be a life-shaping experience that will be close to my heart forever. Oh, yeah. So some of the voice coaches shared their own messages on social media as well, with fellow original coach Blake Shelton writing, having a hard time wrapping my head around Adam Levine not being at The Voice anymore. After 16 seasons that changed both of our lives, I only found out more about this yesterday, and it wasn't set in, in and it hasn't set in on me yet. Gonna miss working with that idiot. Uh, newer and, and, coaches, and, and before Katie yes goes on, Katie's just like barreling through this. Um, Blake and Adam have been the only consistent judges for all 16 seasons. They started together, and Adam and Blake have a very specific, unique dynamic on the show, which I think arguably a lot of people tune into the show to watch Adam and Blake and their hijinks together. Yes. And, they, and they've become like the most unlikely duo on TV that you probably would have never suspected it to work. It will be super interesting to see the dynamic when it comes back in the fall. Obviously, Gwen and Blake are dating, so I'm sure she's down to rib Blake just as much as Adam does, too. Right. But, um, yeah, it's a piece of the show will never be the same. Could take on a very Sonny and Cher, yes. you know, early 70s dynamic of, <laughs> you know, sort of put-downs and ribbings. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Didn't mean to cut you off there, Katie. No, it's all good. Uh, you know, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson, who are also uh, newer coaches on the show, they shared their thoughts as well with John simply writing... We'll miss you, brother. And Kelly saying, found out last night about Adam Levine leaving The Voice. And while I get that he's been doing the show for a while and wants to step away, it will be weird showing up for work and he's not there. To start an amazing show from the ground up is a big deal. Yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah. it's, it's sort of similar to, I guess, when Simon Cowell left American Idol. You know, oh, I mean, in 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 a different but similar way, where like someone has been it's such as a if identif- half of Simon Cowell left American Idol. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I guess the difference is sort of the obvious difference is that American Idol has always was. It, let's be honest, American Idol was in its heyday uh, as much about the contestants as it was about the judges yeah. but it was still mostly about the contestants but obviously having that Simon uh, uh, Randy Paula mm-hmm. trio on the original seasons was a very dynamic 
unexpected trio, but it was always about the contestants yeah. and Simon's jabs and Paula being, you know, silly and Randy kind of being the the, the neutral Switzerland. Um, but you remember it for the contestants. Yeah. The voice, I think not that many people remember any of the winners. Maybe voice like super devotees, fans, super yeah. fans know, but the music industry, most of those people that have been in the top three or four or winners have not had very much success. There's a few. Cassidy Pope has done okay. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Ray Lynn? Yeah. On the country charts. On country Jordan charts. Smith. Mm-hmm. But not a, there is not a single person from The Voice, period, that has given us anything close to the success of Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, no. nada. No, no one's arguing with Mark From, Burnett would would no. not argue that. So the voice became like a really big show for the coaches, right? Like, so you said they have not seen a lot of chart success, but obviously the coaches have. Yes, and Adam probably, you know, in addition to Blake, more than anyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is my segue. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was me smoothly transitioning to Keith. You, you, you could really kind of divide Maroon 5's career into pre-voice and post-voice yeah so but I, I looked this up so this is not just off the top of my head before the voice between um august of 2003 and early 2011 before season one of the voice started in the spring of 2011 um, which is basically seven and a half years uh the band had placed 11 singles on the billboard hot 100 chart uh including three top tens this love, she will be loved, and their first number one makes me wonder. Then, after the voice, the profile of Levine and his band was raised tremendously, thanks obviously to the huge ratings of the show in its first few seasons, mm-hmm. but also to Levine's charisma and personality that was on display as a judge. You know, people got to know him in such a different fashion, the same way they got to know Blake. Yep. Um, so after the voice premiered. Between the spring of 2011 through the present, which is eight years, mm-hmm. there's a cricket in the in the walls, I believe, or that's someone's phone. So weird. It's definitely a phone. It's definitely a phone. Yeah. If you can hear that, there was a cricket. Anyway, <laughs> after The Voice premiered, between the spring of 2011 through the present, which is eight years, which is about the same amount of time that had elapsed between Maroon 5's Hot 100 debut and when Levine joined The Voice. So it's we're looking at the same time period here. Since The Voice, the group has earned 18 more Hot 100 hits, with 11 of them hitting the top 10, and three of them reached number one. Moves Like Jagger, with Levine's then-fellow voice coach, Christina Aguilera, One More Night, and Girls Like You, featuring Cardi B. So Maroon 5 was already a successful band before The Voice. Adam Levine was a known entity before mm-hmm. The Voice. As was Blake Shelton. Yeah. However, it the show raised his profile and the band's profile so much and gave them this like burst of wind mm-hmm. into their sails and really gave them um, a, a, a different place in pop culture. Yeah. And the same thing happened to Blake Shelton. If you look on our charts, the same the same sort of thing happened to Blake. Blake was already an established country star, but he became a much bigger personality. Yeah, now, and I mean, so many people, myself included, had never even heard his name until he was announced as a voice coach. That I'm not. I became a country fan after the voice premiered, and so I would have maybe known about him now. Mm-hmm. But um, but I did not know anything about him until the voice. I wonder, you know, how will this Without this kind of almost constant weekly presence of Adam Levine in millions of households, 
how will that impact their music fortunes? You know, does this just give them more time to be a more traditional band where they can have more time on the road? Or, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm dying to find out what the rest of the dudes in the Maroon 5 think. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, are they, they just like uh, Adam. Uh, this is a cash cow. Uh, Stay with it. He's a dad too now, so like he's you know like a combination of being a constant rock star and a dad. The voice like gig probably took up a ton of his time. Well, and also it can take up a lot of your time away from being not just a dad, but also being a rock star. Yeah, you know, you have to be on a set, you know, for those live shows. For a certain number of weeks, plus you have to go and tape all those, you know, sort of initial battle rounds or whatever they call them. And then he's probably touring anytime he's not shooting the show. Same thing happened to Blake too. You have to, you have to like, you have to find (laughs) time. Wedge your tour in. Wedge your tour in and all your promotional duties and like go on the road and then come back to the voice and film the voice. Yeah. Which is the same thing that happened, you know, obviously with the judges on American Idol. It's the same sort of drama. You know um, what else happened to Adam Levine after The Voice premiered? He was named People's Sexiest Man. (laughs) Thanks to, in part, The Voice. What was Blake Shelton named People's Sexiest Man after after? The Voice? Look at that. Not that would not have happened. Now, can you? I mean, we can name a lot of the other judges. You know, Christina Aguilera, CeeLo, Jennifer Hudson, Gwen Stefani, Shakira, Usher, John Legend, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson. Most recently, Mm -hmm. we probably left out a few people, but I think we got most. Say Usher. Oop, I didn't. Okay. Um, he was, I think he was like one season. He was really brief. But none of them have been able to replicate what Adam and Blake had. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if it's because all of those artists were kind of at maybe different levels in their career already. Um, or or maybe, because it happened from the start when it was like a such a phenomenon. And right. like... And then they have the continued through line of doing every single season. Weirdly, yeah. I mean, because the, the same kind of impact didn't really happen with CeeLo and Christina Aguilera, who were also the, the other two initial season one coaches. Well, when did Forget You come out? Was it before The Voice? I don't know. Look That's a good question. Let's look. You've got the power of the internet right I there at your indeed. fingertips. Um but certainly, I mean, CeeLo, I mean, if you compare CeeLo and Christina now versus, I mean, but they didn't stay on the show. Forget you came out in 2010. Probably how he got the job, yes. <laughs> actually. <laughs> probably probably between that and the Gnarls Barkley stuff yeah. that came out before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Forget You was like his big pop, pop, pop breakthrough. Yeah, so, yeah. It'll yeah, be, so yes, Maroon 5 and Blake Shelton have been the biggest winners probably on The Voice. I wonder I wonder if Adam was just like, look, you know, I see that maybe the, the ratings aren't what they used to be. Maybe his contract was up and he's just like, all right, maybe the writing's on the wall and maybe this is a good time to bail. Yeah. Um, and maybe he'll start his own competing, you know, musical talent competition. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, we were actually just speaking about the fact that he's a producer on Songland, which Songland. is coming out. John Legend's um, on that, isn't he? Uh, yeah, John Legend, Ryan Tedder. There's a million people on that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, shall we move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Another chart news this week. Friend of the podcast, Ava Max, finally hits the top 10 of the Hot 100 with Sweet But Psycho. The track climbs 12 to 10 in its 23rd week on the list. That's the slowest climb to the top 10 for a female soloist first chart entry. So many qualifiers. Unaccompanied by another artist. <laughs> since Anna Kendrick's Cups needed 28 weeks in 2013. Yeah, there's a lot of qualifiers on there. But um, 
as I've, I, uh, Gary, Gary Trust, who manages the Hot 100, and I were talking about this a week or so ago because Ava Max has been bumping around like 11, 12, 13 for like the past six weeks or something. Oh, and you just want them to get into the top 10. And it was like such a huge um, hit on our pop songs chart. But the problem was uh, it kept getting thwarted by like debuts in the top 10. So like one week you'd have a Shawn Mendes thing and then the Taylor Swift thing and the Jonas. But there was always something where there was a lot of action of debuts. Right. Then you always had like a lot of streaming things like pumping into the top 10. And Ava Max is a radio driven hit. Like her Sweet Bo Psycho is a radio driven hit that is a firmly a top 40 pop songs type of track. Right. Huge on the pop songs chart but couldn't quite get into the top 10 on the overall Hot 100. And I noticed that there were some other singles that had that same problem. Uh, Demi Lovato's uh, Cool for the Summer, Mm. I think peaked at number like 11 on the Mm -hmm. Hot 100, but it was a huge pop hit. Didn't have tons of streams and sales or any other radio airplay outside of pop, and it got stuck outside the top 10. Same thing happened with Niall Horan's um, Slow Hands. Mm. Number one on the pop songs chart, had to peak at number 11 on the Hot 100. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, is Sweet But Psycho going to have the same 11. thing happen? But yeah. no, she made it. Didn't Shawn Mendes have a number 11 song too? Um, what am I thinking of? No. no. Okay, don't worry about me. Don't worry about, don't worry about that. <laughs> um, so in other news, so yay. Congratulations, Ava. Friend of the podcast. We're super stoked for you. I think it's still a great song. Um, meanwhile, elsewhere on the Hot 100, at number one, take a guess as to what is number one. Hmm. Is it Old Town Road? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good guess. There are some horses in the back that would like to speak to us. <laughs> Little Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus is steady at number one for an eighth week. It also logs the second largest streaming week ever for a song, 130.7 million streams earned in the week ending May 23rd, according to Nielsen Music. Now, that big number is owed to the release of its official music video on May 17th, which we talked about, I think, in last week's show. Yep. Um, the Or maybe the week before. I don't know. Um, the only larger streaming week by any song was by Old Town Road mm-hmm. when it drew 143 million streams in the week after the April 5th premiere of its remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. So we're living in an Old Town Road world. Are we all used to it yet? There's some other cool things in the top 10, too. Billie Eilish has her peak of number three with Bad Guy. Yeah, uh, Khalid. And Khalid has his first top five hit as a lead artist with Talk Hmm. at number five, according to Gary Truss's article. As a lead artist. Yes. So I think... uh, Like a lead artist not accompanied by anyone? Remember um, the Logic, Alessia Cara song? Wasn't that like number three? Yeah, but he was a featured artist Exactly. So it's his first top five hit as a lead artist. And the Normani track, I guess, didn't go... Well, yeah, I wonder. That must not have gone top five. And then what was the other one that I was thinking of for him? Um, Oh, goodness. Well, Khalid is doing great this week. So is Billie Eilish. Uh, Yes, they are. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, now... It's time for the chart stat of the week. Hmm. Beauty queen of only 18. She had some trouble with herself. He was always there to help her. She always belonged. This week in 2003. Maroon 5. Hey, you've heard of that name before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maroon 5's first album, Songs About Jane, debuted on the Billboard 200 chart. 
The set entered the list dated May 31st, 2003 at number 170. Oh, yeah. Sexy 170. It eventually peaked at number six over a year later on the September 4th, 2004 chart. Now, the album spawned the Hot 100 hits Harder to Breathe, This Love, She Will Be Loved, Sunday Morning Love. Just kidding. Just Sunday Morning. (laughs) Um, And all four of those hit the top 40 of the Hot 100. Uh, The band also scored a pair of Grammy Award nominations for their work in 2003 uh, for Best New Artist, which they won, and for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal, just rolls off the tongue, Mm -hmm. for She Will Be Loved, and they did not win that latter category. Uh, So there you have it. This week, back in 2003, Maroon 5's Songs About Jane jumped onto the Billboard 200 charts. Uh, so, yeah, for what it's worth, uh, that was not the week that the album came out because the album had been sort of percolating mm. before that. Uh, I think it was on our Heat Seekers chart, too, which is sort of for albums that are below 100 but bubbling up. Um, but, yeah, it actually was released before that. It just took it took a moment for it to catch on because that's the way it worked in the ye olden days. Indeed. You, you'd have an album and it would build. Like mm-hmm. Pearl Jam's first album didn't just, you know, you know, get to the top 10 immediately, it climbed up the chart. Yeah. Yep. The Dif- old days. The ye olden days. <laughs> Let me get out my chart cane and talk about it more. Oy vey. Um, so, um, do we have any parting words? Uh, man, looking forward to seeing what the voice looks like without Mr. Levine. Looking forward to seeing what Miley unveils on Friday. Miley Cyrus, another voice coach. <gasps> Oh, previously. Really? Yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah. You know, we did not mention her either. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just totally forgot about that. Uh huh. I wonder who, who, who oh, never mind. Um, who hasn't been a voice coach? <laughs> um, all right. So, what song should we go out on? Well, you mentioned uh, the what first brought my attention to Maroon 5 was the song Harder to Breathe. So, I'd love to hear that song to go out. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Hiring managers know this situation all too well. You need more great talent, but you're up against your competitors who need it too. It feels like to get expert talent, you need a whole other team of experts to find it for you. Well, we've got some good news. The experts at Hiring Experts are available. That's Kelly. With over two decades' experience, we specialize in finding expert talent in the areas of science and clinical, engineering, technology, and telecom. In fact, 35% of the talent we secure is from off the market, unavailable to anyone else. And we just don't stop at recruiting world-class talent. We partner with you to offer integrated solutions, which means we find you the people who can get the job done, and then we get the job done. Our team lives and breathes talent solutions. So whether you're in science and clinical, engineering, technology, or telecom, visit kellyset.com to start working with Kelly, the experts at hiring experts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.